growing and protecting your client's wealth is what you want to do with your day, with your life, with your business. But you can't always do that. Why? Because they have fear-based emotions stopping you from doing your job. And when those fear-based emotions come up and you can't do your job, it's going to cost them and you money. When your goal all along is to grow and preserve their wealth, and it's their goal too, but their fear-based emotions are getting in the way. So let's talk about that. Welcome to Presidential Lifestyle Community. I am your host, Kenne Quarter, the leading national certified counselor specializing in financial therapy for the wealthy professional. As a financial professional, understanding the most common fear-based emotions is vital to you helping your clients, helping them to stop using their primitive or subconscious brain to you to make these key decisions. Now, they don't know they're using their subconscious brain. I know this and I'm sharing this with you. So now you know this. While you can't control your clients, you can provide them with the tools and the support to cultivate what I call a calm, optimal brain state, because that's where you want to make your decisions from. What you may not realize is that your clients have fears. They aren't sharing with you. And I don't mean like they're keeping secrets from you. I just mean that they don't know how to articulate it. So they can't share it with you. Society's mixed messages often lead to misunderstandings and confusion and suppressed fears. Your clients might be confused and they need guidance. And I'm going to guide you so you can guide them. So let's start with the innate fears. Innate meaning fear itself is just a part of life. You were born with fear. I know a lot of people say it's, uh, what is it? False evidence appearing real. No, there are some real fears out there. Some things you really should be scared of. And that's innate. So this innate emotion that we're born with, it could take various forms when it comes to navigating life's complexities, especially in the new world, right? Our primitive days when we only had to be afraid of a tiger or a lion or a panther or something like that, um, or eating like a poisonous berry. But there were two fears that we were born with because they are part of our primitive brain. And those are fear of the unknown, like that dark cave. You don't want to go in there. You don't know what's in there. Um, and the fear of falling, right? That cliff that if you jump off of, your tribe may never see you again. So any other fear is taught to us by our loved ones. Um, it, it stems from misunderstandings from societal messages. So though we have somewhat overcome our fear of like, falling because they got bungee jumping and skydiving, we still have a huge fear of the unknown. And rightfully so. It's lingering in the back because there are threats in life. Now, among the most common fear-based emotions is the fear of making a mistake, fear of not being accepted, and the fear of 
being taken advantage of. A lot of wealthy people have this fear. Yet the most powerful fear of all, and the one that those kind of stem from, is the fear of the unknown. Now it's deeply ingrained in us, and from and not from birth, but from primitive times, is passed down in our DNA. So I'm not asking you to stop your clients from having fear, but to help them manage those fears and become aware of what those fears are. So to effectively guide your clients through their financial journey, you must help them differentiate between factual concerns and emotionally rooted like past experiences and not just their past experience, but their parents, their grandparents, and sometimes their ancestors. You know what I mean by ancestors. So fear-driven decisions can lead to costly mistakes. Am I right? Those mistakes cost your clients money, but they also cost you. And it could cost time. It can cost energy. It can cost relationships. And in an attempt to accept, your clients might, to, well, let me say this. In, a, in, a, in an attempt to be accepted, your clients might lower their boundaries. They may lower their expectations of the people around them. And then when they do this, they put themselves at risk to be taken advantage of, which is one of their biggest fears. They could engage in risky behavior. And I see this a lot of times with my young adults who may, may might be second generation money and they indulge in these behaviors in order to feel accepted, but maybe don't get the acceptance they want. And then they end up going into something else, like maybe an addiction. And we'll talk more about that in the lust and the lonely um, emotions. We're talking mostly about the fear-based emotions. And if you saw last week's blog post or you watched last week's video or podcast episode, when we talked about all of them, I named them and I'll just recap that here, fear-based emotions, lack-based emotions, lust-based emotions, and lonely-based emotions. So growing up, your clients wanted one thing and that was to be accepted. And now that they have wealth and if they're first generation money, you know, new money, then they might be using that money to get that acceptance. But even in life period, human beings want to be accepted. So even though your clients might be doing this as young adults as they and they may be putting their parents at risk as they grow older themselves they don't necessarily outgrow this this feeling of being accepted even this feeling of making a mistake or being taken advantage of they don't mature out of those things those fears stay they may stay dormant but they're still there they may find ways to overcome them but they're still there and they can be triggered and when they're triggered, then you really can't control the next thing that's going to happen, which is why you'll have to teach them to have calm, optimal brain state when they are making financial decisions. They may have a business partner that takes advantage of them in adulthood, right? The same way those young kids took advantage of them when they were a kid. You may see patterns in your clients' lives, and it's up to you to point out these patterns. Maybe their spouse persuades them to overspend and they don't have a lot of um, control over their spouse, for lack of a better word. Um, they may even have a sibling that guilts them or bullies them into investing in an idea they have just because they are the most successful person in their family. So let's talk about impulsive 
behavior. So impulsive behavior, I talked about that in with the young adults, but that happens as, as even as you're older. So another behavior triggered by fear-based emotions is that impulse of like, I have to do this, especially to be accepted, right? Um, this act, this can, um, it looks like fight or flight, you know, the fight or flight response. That's where that impulse comes from. And that impulsive behavior can also rise from taking too long to make a decision. You know how you wait and wait and wait, or your clients wait and wait and wait and wait and wait to make a decision. And then they're backed into a corner and they they were so paralyzed by that decision-making that now they've run out of time and they have to make a decision and they may be making it indecisively because they haven't really thought it through. Um, and then they're eventually forced into making this hasty, poor thought out choice. And you've tried, you make phone calls, you try to get them to get the information. You had the information for them, but now they're not listening to you because they're in that fight or flight mode. This happens a lot and it's very common. So let's talk about your role because you're trying to help. You're their trusted advisor, but they don't always trust you. So as their trusted advisor, your role is to guide and support them in moving away from that debilitating fear and towards a more logical expression. And this can be to del it's, it's, it's a delicate situation because you sometimes have to be gentle and other times you have to use tough love and you may not know when to do what. That's why that's where I come in. That's why I'm here. These tips and tools and resources that I'm going to give you here, but also in the community when you join the community and the link will be in the description of this video for you to do that, then you and I can talk this through together because in the community you can you can interact with me, unlike here. So you can serve as their authority on money decisions. And what I mean by that is they should come to you when it's time to make any money decision. And of course, they're going to exercise their own discernment and they're going to make the final decision themselves. But Encourage them to run these things by you, have a second set of eyes, be their partner in these decision making this decision making process. That way you can talk them through, especially when those emotions come up. Because when emotions are high, logic is low. But you can stay logical and help them, but understand that you're going to have to at least validate and understand their emotion. And that's why I'm giving you this tool, I guess you can say, than this awareness. Important thing that you should be aware of is societal programming. Society perpetuates these old programs, programs that make these fears never go away. Now, when I say never go away, I mean, without them ta taking some action and uh, using a healing modality like self-sync financial therapy. If they never do that, then these fears programmed into them by society are always there. So these fears instilled in them are similar to things maybe you've heard, like rich people are greedy, or maybe you've heard, um, you know, the, the, the love of money is the root of all evil, things like that. 
ingrained in them. And so if they are told that rich people are greedy, they don't want to be greedy. So sometimes they'll make decisions that make them look like they're not rich. And that is just to make sure going back to being accepted, that they're accepted because society doesn't accept rich people. I mean, how many times have you heard people hate billionaires because they must have done something illegal, immoral to get where they are? That is not necessarily true. It can be, but that's what I meant when I said earlier, you need to help them differentiate between the facts and then these like past experiences or these old programs. These opposing programs make it hard to strike a balance. They are wealthy. They want to be wealthy, but they know society doesn't accept wealthy people. So then they don't know how to perform in life because that means that they have to not accept themselves. It's a little confusing. And that's why I said what I said earlier. They're not keeping secrets. They just don't understand this confusion that's going on inside of them. The notion that rich people can't be trusted or that it's better to give than to receive makes them feel like, wait, but I'm not sure if I 100% agree with that, but that's what society said. That's what they said. So I need to go ahead and follow it. Otherwise I won't be accepted. So they may also feel lust based emotions and guilt, like guilt or like lonely based emotions, like feeling misunderstood or numb. And I will talk more about these in upcoming videos and blogs. So some of those other emotions I mentioned earlier, the four money emotions that we we see most often. I'm going, I've been breaking each one down. So I talked about all four. I just gave you all four of them: the fear-based emotion, the lust, the lack, and the lonely-based emotions. And then if you take fear itself, then some of those fear-based emotions, the biggest one, fear of the unknown, fear of making a mistake, fear of not being accepted. And you can look at some of the decisions they make and say, ah, this is them fearing the unknown. Oh, this is them not want, you know, wanting to be accepted. Oh, this is them not wanting to make a mistake. Oh, this is them not wanting to be taken advantage of or feeling like they're being taken advantage of. And they're going to feel that, especially if you are, if this is a new client, you really have to tread lightly. If this is a new client and maybe they're moving their money from an old advisor to you, then maybe the advisor did something that that now they don't trust them, then they're projecting that onto you. Not that you've done anything to deserve that. So don't take it personally. There are these emotions just lingering there. If you haven't already, subscribe to this channel. Subscribe to the community, because as you can see, there's a lot for us to talk about. And I have so much more to share with you. And I want to do it over time because I don't want to pour too much onto you all at once. My goal is to provide you with financial therapy resources and to support you as you journey with your clients, as you grow and preserve your clients' wealth, I want to be there for you. And my community is free. If you don't know that, let me be the first to tell you, it is free. So when you join, it is a cost of time, um, maybe a little bit of your attention, but just think of it this way. It's, re it's reciprocal. I'm giving a lot of time a lot of time. I'm generous with my time and uh, my expertise and I'm there for you. So each week I'll, I'll pour into you with a new topic 
and you'll get it on Thursdays and Fridays. And it's not too overwhelming. We break it down into small bite-sized pieces so that you can get it and share it with your team and then share it with your clients. So by being proactively, like by understanding and addressing what your clients are experiencing, they'll trust you even more because they'll say, ah, that's what I've been feeling. They'll have the aha moments with you. And let's just face it, they're kind of treating you like they're therapists anyway. And I know you don't necessarily want that job. You can give that job to me, totally can. But at least let me get equipped you with what you need in order to get them. I kind of like roadside assistance, right? And and please forgive me if this offends you in any way, but you'll be kind of like roadside assistance in the sense that you'll get that flat fix. You'll get the spare on and get them standing tall and ready to make that decision. And then you send them off to me so that we can pluck out, you know, clear away anything that's in the way of them continuing to make sound decisions from a calm, optimal brain state. Does that make sense? Good. Because there's so much more to come. And there's more to discuss when it comes to fear-based emotions, but there we still also have to discuss lack, lonely, and lust emotions. So be sure to come back every week, subscribe to the community so that you can get you can get the newsletter, um, the podcast, the 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 videos, whichever way you like. If you like to read, read the pod, the blog. If you wa like watching videos so you can see my smiling face, then watch the video. If you like the podcast, listen to the podcast. Whatever way you like to consume information, we have it for you three different ways. That is our way of serving you. But remember, the key to financial abundance lies not just in numbers or earning, but also in understanding the mastery of emotions. And when you can look at the intricate ways in which to do that without having to do it yourself, just having the awareness because you have a partner like me to help you through it, it feels so good. So that's what's meant by it's you know, reciprocity, right? It, it doesn't have to be lonely at the top. You can take people with you. I'm taking you with me. I encourage you to invite some friends because it's actually a lot of fun at the top. And so let's go have some fun. So remind your clients that the next time they make an emotional decision that costs them and you money, that there is another way, a better way, a calm, optimal brain state way. All right, I'll see you next week.